0: Content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome, listeners, to WTF Are You Talking About? the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. And I'm Decker. And we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? It's true. So here's how it's going to work. We've got six categories of topics, and the next episode's contents will be determined by the roll of a die. Categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science and technology, entertainment, and current events. So we use an eight-sided die. So if you roll a one, then you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except it has to be local. So Idaho or any state bordering Idaho. And if you roll an eight, then that's a wild, and you get to pick your category. And that's cool. Ta-da! <laughs> Awkward pause. <coughs> uh, and you roll all of the wilds, and I, for weeks, have just been trying to roll a goddamn true
1: crime. That's true. Yeah. So, right I think, now. Yeah, I think every time, at least the past two times, you've been like, I just really want true oh crime. Oh no, it's been more than two. Has it been more it's than been two? It's been more than two. It's been
0: at least four or five. Clearly I pay attention. Um, I know, cause I know I've, I, oh God, it's, yep. it's been a while. <laughs> right in my head. Yep. There we go. Um, so even though this is from the past, you can just cross your fingers right now that I rolled true crime at the end of this episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I wonder if people enjoyed our, our future past episode. Cause that'll oh, be the... out before this. <laughs> it was... That was already out. We've already, we've released that. Yes. Like this last week. Yeah. Huh.
0: It will be out before this, as it is April when we're recording this, and this will release in May.
1: Yeah, so now you know. Where has the year gone? Jesus Christ. Yeah. We've been doing this for over six months. Yeah. <gasps> this will
0: be our... We're going to
1: come on our anniversary in July? August. Right? Was it in August? Because I remember it was after I came back from my trip mm-hmm. with Daniel, mm-hmm. because I saw to do the music.
0: Because I, I think it was...
1: We can probably find our, actually, you know. No, what? I yeah.
0: know I know what, when our first recording date was. It was, I yeah, think it was August be, 26th, I think. It'll, it'll be on our passport. Or 25th.
1: Because those videos, are, or those audio things are not edited. So, it says December 19th.
0: Uh, well, because I have it on the calendar as a, it's a roll with Advantage episode. So, it's August, I think it's the 26th. It said that it's the 25th. Huh?
1: Oh, August 26th. I was right, 26th. Yep, that was the one. That's Um, the original recording that we had. And then we actually posted it. December 13th. December. 13th or 7th? I said December... Well, let's see. Let's find... The final one was on the
0: 12th. I feel like it was the 13th. Was when our first one released.
1: The last time this file was updated was on the 19th. But I saw my final version of was the 12th yeah so it was the 13th so yeah it must have been the day before so
0: yeah it's been it's been a while yeah
1: (laughs) yeah this is exciting
0: i wish that i knew i wish that i had noted why would i have written those down because that would have been a weird thing to write down but the the day when i like cautiously flung my idea at you and john and i was like this is probably really dumb but what do you think about this and you were like no that's cool and then finally i was like okay now we're gonna do this (laughs) Ta-da! And now we're here. And here we are. Started from the bottom, and we're still there. Yep.
1: But we're growing slowly. Cause I'm a grower, not a I shower. was gonna say. Ta-da! There's a grower. That was way too much. A of... I'm not yep. sure if that'll stay in. If it does, though, you'll hear me panic right there. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's an end bit. Mm. Save okay. it for a blue person. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I <laughs> that's 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 how I feel when I aggressive hand gestures. Aggressive fear. <laughs> I
0: I relate to that so much. Aggressive fear. Agg- aggressively anxious. Yeah. That is me. I am aggressively anxious. Anxiety
1: intensifies.
0: <laughs> yes. Did I show you the picture of the black hole? Where it's like I'm the most destructive yeah, force in gravity. Leader, cries in gravity. That <coughs> any any time where it's like cries in something odd, it, just, it yeah. kills me, and I don't it know cries why.
1: In, like Spanish. But, yeah. Because like, <laughs>
0: it. it's not necessarily that funny.
1: What's really interesting. Just for is some is... reason, it just really
0: tickles me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a real tickle. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Um, no, I, well, I think it's really interesting about that. Is I know this is t- we're totally just segwaying right now before we have even started.
0: But did you know that the guy who created segways died because he segwayed off cliff?
1: cliff yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: know. Wow. Kind
0: of like how Atkins died of her. Uh, I think he died of a heart attack.
1: Huh. He died of a heart-related. Wasn't the Atkins thing. diet like what was it? it was like protein and Something like yogurt? Weird. I don't remember. <laughs> Just protein and
0: yogurt, that's all. I don't know. (laughs) You just put it
1: together, shake
0: it. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) That's really what kills you. You're just going to have meat pudding. (laughs) So, (laughs) this episode is brought to you by things that make you squeam and squirm. Squeam. Squeam. (laughs) That's a new word now. I'm I'm squeaming. so squeamish. Fear hands intensify. (laughs) (laughs) I want to squeam. I don't know if they heard that. I but. hope not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just... Okay. Um, what was
0: I saying? I, uh... uh Shit. Well, you said Segway, and then I said the Segway thing. Oh,
1: the black hole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was gonna say, what's really interesting is that we're looking at something now that literally happened Deons so ago. long ago. Fucking forever. Yeah. So, like, who knows what's happened? Who knows if that black hole's right here, right now, actually, like... Something happened. I mean, it's like, that,
0: for Urgh. all we know, that was, like, angsty teenage black hole in and its, like, it's really black big. hole phase. And yeah. now it's, like, a pastel goth instead. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's a white hole.
0: Did you look at that thing at the definition of a scene, kid, that I sent you? Uh,
1: I know I got it. I don't think I read I- it. I feel like I got distracted. Because I think we um, talked the, 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 about that in the episode about Twilla Hospital. Yeah, scene. Well, because you said you were going to tell me about it at some point, And I was just like, maybe she's having me keep I, this here for a while. Um, just because. Uh, scene kids. Useful culture. Blah, blah,
0: I can also show you a primo picture of a scene kid. Scene stars. Circa, like, 2007?
1: Skinny jeans, bright clothing, <clears throat> straight flat hair with long fringes post hardcore monk, deathcore, corn pop punk. Asking Alexandria. Oh, I love Asking Alexandria. Pierce the Veil, yep. All City, Black Veil Brides. Okay.
0: Hawthorne Heights. Newfound Glory.
1: The late 2010s, the scene subculture lost popularity. It's been confused with the emo subculture. And you know what? It And has. I actually see yeah. that's fair because I used to think that stuff like this. This is like like The 90s version of the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right there, right? Okay, hold hold
0: on. I'm going to show you a... I gotta find it. So it's
1: skinny jeans with bright clothing and some, like, long straight hair. It was also super... Because I can see, like, this one I would have confused for emo hair. Well,
0: you gotta tease your hair up in, like, weird places. Um...
1: (laughs) You gotta tease it. (sighs)
0: Ugh. So yeah, scene kids. Scene. Now you know what those are. Not heard. So.
1: <laughs> I think I made that joke last time too. I think I did, did. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool.
0: This is for those people that wanted their beat of mo- this.
1: You know, guys, we're doing great here tonight. We're currently a little bit later than normal, but then again, our later than normal has turned to our just normal, normal. at this point. <laughs> Um, yes, Katie. What do you want? What you want? You want? You want to tell me? You want to come <laughs> going to Say this
0: is for those people that wanted more banter.
1: Right, right. Do <laughs> you mean? Do you mean to tell me that they didn't want to like more like ASMR?
0: I, they don't want any ASMR. They don't want any of that.
1: It's, Are you sure they don't? I. I'm sure they're gonna love it. I'm gonna speak for the world. <laughs> okay. Well, world, we've heard you, and I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's... The whispering AMR. Just... But yeah, more, they wanted yeah. more banter?
0: I th- you said that somebody said that they wanted more banter.
1: Right. More, uh, more, more. <laughs> they wanted they wanted more interaction between co-hosts. Oh. <laughs> there was a little fuzzy that just got in the middle of my face. Okay, I feel like I'm just going to think like I'm high or I'm just There's drunk a or something. Yeah. Right here.
0: <laughs> um... I mean, if they could see how we were sitting, they would know that there is much interaction. We
1: are very close. Yes.
0: Also in proximity.
1: Mm. (laughs) I feel like... I was worried that they could hear my eyebrows move because I could hear it. I could I could hear, like, when I moved my eyebrows, my headset moved, and so I could hear it moving. I was like, oh, that's... They're gonna hear my eyebrows. That's the... Desp- Decker, you have such loud fucking eyebrows. Dude, Calm down. That's, like, something someone would say if they were, like, really on a bad trip. Like, <laughs> well, that's, you're gonna hear my ears were wiggle. You,
0: were you in that group uh-huh. where I was talking about the elbows? Like, when your elbows get drunk? What? I guess you were not there for that.
1: No. Doesn't
0: I seem. feel like you were there for that.
1: Katie, if I was there, I've clearly forgotten, <laughs> you... as I forget with most things in my life.
0: It was, it was when we were in, in college. Here's a good
1: thing. If you want to tell me your secrets, it's perfect, because <clears throat> I'll forget them soon enough.
0: <laughs> we, were, we were in college, and a friend mm. and I had to be alive. been inbibing, and... Or talking about how it just, like, went... Like, you know how they were like, oh, it went straight to my head. Like, oh, it's gone straight to my elbows. Huh. Like, I don't know. Don't I
1: have a pop filter? Uh, probably? <clears throat> I'll find it at some point. I just think I was like... Kah. It does make that sound, but Kah. would be the sound uh, I'm d- gonna give it right now. Mmm, t- 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 transiences. I love them.
0: That's that's the sound that, uh, what's his fucking shit, uh, from... Despicable Me. Pit. Squid Launcher.
1: What is his fucking name? Is that the, is that the, uh, in the very first movie, is it like, Gru's, like, rival?
0: Yeah. Because it was the, like, your pajamas. It's and like, like
1: go, if Bill t- Gates t- got like small and more <laughs> annoying. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of who I envisioned this as as I was like, hey, that's,
0: I was listening to a podcast the other day. I feel like it was probably My Brother, My Brother, and Me. But they said something about, they were like, yeah, Bill Gates and Apple Bill Gates. <laughs> and
1: Apple Bill Gates. Like, Good. <sighs> fuck. Wow.
0: Anyways, um, Decker.
1: Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to leave all <laughs> that in. But the chance we do or don't, I know where to go back. I
0: mean when I listen to podcasts I like a little bit of off topicness because interesting. Yeah. Otherwise you're just listening to a book report. It's true. Or a Wikipedia report. Who
1: knows? And I never got good grades on those reports.
0: <laughs> I I always did get good grades, but I was also the kid that could pick out a book the day before and then bust out a report. Right, on and
1: it. you'd stay up till five AM oh, no. reading it. Okay. No, that I, was just me. I, I I, I remember I did a book report on, and this is a series, I'm not sure if you've read, I guess it was popular in, like, the 80s and stuff. It was an older series, I didn't realize it. It was the Tripod series. Nope. Uh, it was basically inspired from, like, things like War of the Worlds. hmm And so, like, had these giant tripods that were, like, stealing people, and, like, each book had, like, a different region was having a different issue with it, like, whether it was, like, they were pets on the ship mm-hmm. and trying to escape. This sounds or... vaguely familiar. Really good series. I don't know why I brought up the tripod series. I've already forgotten. Book reports. reports. Yeah, I had one time where I pulled out that book, a new book that I hadn't read, and I'm like, I need this book report. They need this book report tomorrow. So I pulled out the book, read the whole thing, stayed up all night working on it until 5 a.m., slept for an hour, got up, went to school, did the report. Somehow I got 100%. (laughs) <laughs> I was the person that, that everyone hated because I could just wing it like that I was like, That happened oh to God. me
0: in college many a time. I I don't remember. Maybe it was one of my log on classes. Anyways, we had you know choreography assignments. Right. That we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I was that person that could bust it out the night before and bring it in and get good remarks.
1: <laughs> hmm. Which makes me feel good. Right, but then that means that you were also the person that everyone literally hated because somehow you could, like, pull some gold out of your ass. Well,
0: I wasn't telling people that I did it the night before.
1: Right. I,
0: I, and the teacher is like, Oh, yeah, like, this was really well thought out. I'm like, yes,
1: yes, it was. It was very well thought out. Yes, I didn't just, you know, like, have some sort of, like, epiphany and then just God broke for me. <laughs> like, um, that was, I...
0: My son... GV. It was either my no. It was must have been my senior year. That
1: sounds like you were speaking backwards. Like, well, see, this
0: is, that'll make sense when I tell you this. My senior year, I gave myself a concussion working okay. on choreography. Oops. In the the living room at my sorority, I, I think I was working on. I either fell and hit my head, or I was working on free strength, which is a very strange thing that is incredibly difficult to un- understand. Well, understand, yes, but also okay. to explain. And <clears throat> I'm not the only person that to have received a concussion doing free strength. Okay. Um, I I, I feel like I probably fell and hit my head because three days later I I, I got so I got like a, a minor concussion, right? And then three days later I got a really really bad one at marching band of all fucking places. Mm. But it was one of those things where it was like the night before I was working on my choreography. It was literally 1.30 when I gave myself a concussion. And I was like, well, I'm done with this tonight.
1: <laughs> Oops. Better. I mean, you shouldn't sleep after you get a concussion. It's not Yep. Well, and normally then, ideal. So,
0: yeah, that happened. And then three days later, I had the really bad one. And the next day, <coughs> I went to the athletic trainer. And I was like, so these are the things that have happened. They were like, what did you have for breakfast? And I was like, I don't have a goddamn clue. Do you know what day it is? I sure don't. You should probably go to the ER. Yep, sure not going to do that. I have school insurance. So, what do you suggest? Uh, (laughs) Don't die. (laughs) Basically. Somebody stepped on my flag. And we were moving in different directions. So, I had all my momentum. And it it was a long flag. So, it's not like I knew that they had stepped on it. So, then they got off of it. And it came up and smacked in the forehead. So, I had this huge bump on my forehead and what a time to be
1: alive flag on the field and (laughs) there was
0: (coughs) and it was yep super exciting (laughs) now i have oatmeal for brains so there's Mm, that Oatmeal's pretty good yes but it doesn't remember things
1: as it shouldn't it's oatmeal as it is oatmeal sentient oatmeal it's like that one yogurt episode that we saw yes before. but there's
0: oh oh god what is it there's another episode of some other thing where there's a bowl with a mouth that talks in i want to say it's like cream of wheat is this ringing in that's emails?
1: fucking terrifying uh,
0: i gotta i gotta look at the how do i even cream of wheat with mouth
1: That sounds like you could get some really weird shit.
0: It was a jet-dry commercial. That's what I was thinking of.
1: A jet-dry commercial?
0: Yeah. um, Was it like the washer? Dishwasher. Jet-dry mouth? Commercial. (laughs) Commercial. Remember? Oh, I remember that. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was yeah. thinking of. So I guess a dishwasher looks like cream of wheat to me. So mm. there's that. Anyways, Decker, what are you talking about?
1: Okay. Do you well, remember? I've, <laughs> some might think I don't. <laughs> um. So I I got current events last time. Mm-hmm. I mean, God help me if I didn't. But yeah, you have it now. I, it is. what it I is. misunderstood the assignment. Because no, I, I, yeah, the way I remembered it was because it was a little tricky with when we had to re-record that uh-huh. one episode. But because um, I got current events last time, I was like, oh, it's a twofer, and then you're like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like just anything. <laughs> so because everyone's like, oh, okay, and you're just like angst. But I, <laughs> I'm gonna get
0: my true crime. It's gonna happen. I'm. I'm putting it. I will manifest true crime. <laughs> Don't say it like that. That makes me sound like a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna put forth the good thoughts so that I can tell you about this really terrible, awful, gnarly true crime case.
1: Cool. Um but yeah, I got current events. I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot of really just stupid current events. Um I think I can't remember if it was last time, but I tell you about the one where I said like creatine was like uh, a vaccine for depression? Uh, ketamine. <laughs> Creatine. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Can I in the window? Yeah. Not that really. <laughs> like, I have, no, no. I have short,
0: tiny fish arms. Oh, I don't even know. I, was to me. Like, st- <laughs> I,
1: I just stepped on her uh, headset and damn near like <laughs> kept her from standing up. It's fine. Up. Um, I almost
0: fine.
1: died, but whatever. Good. But uh, <clears throat> there was not a lot of great ones. There were like ones where it's like, hey, uh, the, there's the Mueller investigation, and we still know nothing because we haven't had the whole thing released. Congress is like, release it. Let's just see it because, I mean, we need to see it. And then uh, freaking Barr's like, nah, you got four pages. Um, <laughs> and I guess now he said he will release it. I think as of this recording here, he should be releasing it this week because he said mid-April, and I believe he said somewhere on the 17th, and I remember that because it's an important date for mm-hmm. personal reasons. But... um yeah, so maybe we'll find out more. I'm sure all of it will be redacted because I guess he says redacted, but Congress should have the ability to see yeah, any saying, kind of shouldn't information. Shouldn't they have a
0: clearance? But
1: yeah, I mean, I would hope hey. since they help like lead our nation, I would assume they should have, or I would say they need to have like classified or I would top level so. access. But um, there's
0: also a lot of things I think they should be knowledgeable about that they aren't. So there's that.
1: Oops. But um, moving on, <laughs> I. Came up with this idea today. And by I came up with, it was actually mentioned by someone. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. So I'm going to be talking about something that was supposed to be implemented about two years ago that actually got implemented last week. Oh. And that is the transgender ban in the military. Yeah. So this one's interesting because I actually have mixed feelings about it. And before you, like, start... DMing me, or you know, I almost slipped into my DMs the second time, but at, um, yeah, at me at or well, whatever, or rant about me, um, having mixed feelings because I should just be against it. There, are <laughs> <coughs> so, um, there have been some, some misinformation about this particular uh, uh, legislation that has been pushed, so. For those of you that don't recall what I'm talking about, in 2017, Trump ended up tweeting that he was proud to announce that they would no longer support transgender individuals serving in our military or armed forces. And there are people, of course, for and against that. Uh, Let me go ahead and pull my notes real quick, because there's a lot of stuff to kind of cover with this. Uh, First off, this is effective as of April 11th of 2019, so from now moving forward, it will be in effect. And what this ban is, is it's for anyone on that date or in the future, is in a sense banned, and I'm doing air quotes, banned from serving in the military. So, what does this mean? Uh, It means that any individuals that are currently in the military that are serving can still serve. They're grandfathered in underneath the Obama and Carter uh, bill that was created. So they are still fine. But anyone that's trying to... That hasn't currently enlisted. right? Anyone that's looking to enlist right now. Will not be able to serve. Asterisk. So um, <coughs> how this works is... The main bill, which took me a freaking eternity to find, by the way. I really hate how news articles, they'll never reference the primary source. They'll just talk about this bill that's being implemented. And mm-hmm. I have to go delve through the whole internet to try and find it. But what it is, is any current personnel that are inside, or that are currently serving, right? So this is the retention policy. If they have... Um, ...been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and for those of you that don't know what that is, that is... uh, ...pretty much just put it in layman's terms, it's when someone does not identify with the uh, sex that they have um, been... Assigned at birth. Right, assigned at birth, right. So, this would be XY, male, XX, I almost said YY, would not have made sense. XX (laughs) would be uh, female, right? So... Y.Y. is what? Y.Y. is... Uh, oh, dear. New discovery. So... <laughs> sex gone weird? So, um... I, I feel know. like that's a whole different thing. Right. But this is where they just don't identify with their... <clears throat> like, if I, if I identified as a woman. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm in a man's body because chromosomes X, Y, I'm a man. hmm So... This would be I get diagnosed by someone who is licensed, and then I might undergo some genetic therapy, which, or oh, sorry, not genetic, hormone therapy. Genetic therapy, totally different. Yeah. Hormone therapy to help me transition over into a more um, compatible body that represents myself and how I view myself. Right. So, and gender dysphoria plays a lot into how this ban works because it's almost like the crux of what allows you to serve or not to serve. hmm So, the first part of this is people who have been already diagnosed with this in the current policy that will be grandfathered and they will not be um, basically uh, fired or let go because they've been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Um, they will honor anyone that's currently serving, um, anyone that's already been enlisted that has yet to serve before April 11th, and they will help with the transitioning being complete if they're already undergoing the transition right now. So that's good. The uh, service members who uh, have um, who have transitioned. Prior to this, and have already signed up but haven't yet to serve, they need to make sure that they've had their surgery at least 18 months before joining. Right? And this plays a lot into it because it's basically like, did you have ample enough time to recover? Because transitioning, I mean, not just. Physically, but mentally, that takes Mm -hmm. a lot, right? Because you have to undergo all this hormone therapy, and you're going to be—it's like puberty all over again. Is kind of what I've heard from uh, someone that I knew that had transitioned. Um, I had someone I knew in college that did, and yeah, they're—they like it's pretty much like puberty again, because like your body's pretty much just like freaking out, because it—you know—it's like, whoa, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Like I'm now just like pumped full of estrogen or testosterone and other things. Um, but this is important because they need their people that are going to serve. They need to be able to deploy. They need to be able to deploy for at least 12 months, right? If they cannot deploy for at least 12 months, they will not be fit to serve. Mm -hmm. Important to note there. And it's also just to make sure that they're mentally prepared as well, right? Because you're already dealing with a lot of personal stuff. I mean, their argument is they want to make sure that you are, that you can handle the stress of being on the battlefield. And if you're still battling with yourself, it's like, how, how can you fight the enemy if you, ha- if you have yet to understand yourself? It's kind of like that, um, uh, the art of war, mm-hmm. saying where it's like, to understand the enemy is to understand oneself, right? Um, now, doo-doo-doo. if you have yet to transition... But you identify with, or if you've been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, you can still serve, but you you have to associate yourself with the biological sex that you were given at birth. So that one's a little weird, because you, you basically, what it is, is that saying, like, okay, even if I were to identify as a woman, mm-hmm. I'd have to identify as a man in the military, and this is where because like where people say it's not a band, but it is a band right
0: It feels sort of like along the same lines as don't ask, don't tell.
1: That's exactly what it is. And it's a hundred percent that.
0: They should have learned their lesson from that the first time. right because that fucked a lot of people up, that fucked a lot of shit up. Mm -hmm. and they are now paying benefits to people that had to deal with all of the bullshit from that.
1: Right, because it's like if anyone finds out, you could be, you know, uh, uh, discharged, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or it's like you can't fully be yourself around your team, so how in the world can you have good team cohesion? Mm -hmm. Right, because it's like those are part of yourself you have to always keep away from them, right? Or if it's known, you just can't confirm that it is a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um man, let me go over to to do, do, do. cuz there's there's a whole bunch of weird shit with this. And also um I am going to I'm going to call out fucking CNN because they wrote a horrific article about this that is completely biased and bullshit. And I am very disappointed in the fact that and it rendered. I am very disappointed in the fact that they They are openly misleading statistics that were taken as to people who are for and against transgender people from being in the military. Mm -hmm. So I'll get to that a little bit later. But I bring that up because anytime you do research at all, you should be highly skeptical and try to make sure that you're not... Like, when I'm looking for stuff, I want to make sure I get the whole picture. I'm not looking for something to confirm what I think. I Mm -hmm. want to know everything, so that's why I try to grab several articles as I mentioned probably in the past before. But, um, let's do this. So, in, in terms of policies here, I have several quotes that I got from different news articles. One says, it's a beta policy that doesn't have a shred of evidence behind it. This is by Ray Mabus, who's a former Secretary of the Navy. And this one was told to CNN. This is what they say they got. And, and uh, in fact, I evidence mean, goes, um, goes the other way, it goes against the basic American notion that it should be about what you can do and not who you are to do this to Patriots who are willing to serve, not only willing, but eager to serve who have raised their hands Mm -hmm. and said, send me. Weakens our democracy and seriously, weakens our military. And I wholeheartedly agree. Mm -hmm. I even asked one of my friends, Lloyd, when I was playing no one sky earlier today, I was like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, like even if you agree or disagree, like people can be trans transgender or anything like that, it's like if someone's willing to serve and um, you know basically offer up their life to protect our freedom, are would you still be for or against it? He's like, I don't. What was it? Hang on. I have these. It's like if they're willing to sacrifice their life for their country, who gives a fuck? Like this is
0: exactly what happened. When women were trying to get the right to serve in the military.
1: Right. Or to be deployed Mm -hmm. and work on the front lines and stuff.
0: And not just be a nurse.
1: Right. Or a secretary. right. And some people might think that, oh, well, they're not physically (laughs) built enough. And, I mean, you could argue that there are men who can't be physically... Like, everyone's body type is different. And regardless of the body type, they should have the training to be able to take care of themselves. This is patriarchal bullshit. Right. And yet we'll love watching movies where it's like a woman's a complete badass, but they say that this can't be a thing. But then...
0: That, yeah, that's the thing. They're like, oh, well, this is obviously complete fiction.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think women are really badass, as you may recall from my uh, Women in Gaming episode from way back when. It's just
0: This is the kind of stuff that makes my head explode. So,
1: so here's what's interesting about this is... This policy currently can affect about 14,700 trans members that are currently serving in our military. Now, to break this down here, in the military right now, there's 1.4 million people serving, which is about 0.4% of the U.S. population, okay? If you break down the trans individuals that are serving in our military, that breaks down to, out of that 0.04%, it's 0. 0.0, no, it's, yeah, point zero. No, I lied. 0.6%. It's 0.6% of people already serving in the military are trans. It's such a minute group. The fact that people can think that, the, I mean, one, it's not significant enough that I think they even like try and worry about a law. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like... This like, is let's singling say, people out. It's singling people out that are trying to, I feel like, they want to serve their country. They may want to make the world a better place. They want to protect those that they love by serving. And they love their country. And we're telling them, sorry, you're not good enough. This isn't about them not being able to. They're not like mentally me- messed up. Even though some people might argue that because they have gender dysphoria, they're not mentally sane. This isn't about them not being physically equipped because they have the training and they made it through boot camp. And you know anyone can be physically trained for the most part as long as they don't have any abnormalities or deformities. This is how you view yourself is ant- the antithesis of what. Our military needs because we want to make sure one of their arguments is we want to make sure that we have the best of the best and that we can be uh, have the most lethal and efficient military which is what they're saying uh, by not saying but not including trans people is that you are we not don't think you can kill enough yeah, or we don't think that you can make a even it's not even be about being a soldier. Like you can have trans people enlisting in the military, and maybe they want to do science mm-hmm. stuff, like they want to be or, or combat officers. Where like maybe they're not interacting directly in war, but they're being strategical, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, strategical, 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 strategical. words today on this show, um, but it's it's saying that you are not equal enough. Mm-hmm. Is really what it is, a hundred percent. And I find it, I find it completely disheartening and un-American to not allow those who are willing to put their lives on the line for us to serve a country just because they either are transitioning, have yet to transition, or have transitioned.
0: How many times are we going to have to go through this same thing? Because it's like, first there was with letting people of color serve, and then women, and then huh. homosexuals. Right. This is the same thing that has happened. It'll...
1: He, here's How many times does
0: this have to repeat?
1: It... That all depends on future leaders. Ugh. It really does. It really does. And the sad truth of it is it probably will keep repeating. At some point, there'll be a new thing as we evolve and grow in society there'll be something else for us to not allow and it's up to us to make sure that we don't fall into those same pitfalls as our predecessors have currently fallen into
0: and continue to fall and into. if
1: we have any fears or you know apprehensions on something it's up to us to make sure that we are willing and not even willing that we are hungry to find out and look into something as to whether or not it will be beneficial or not be beneficial, rather than just letting our uncertainties and fears make mm-hmm. us have a uh, knee-jerk reaction. That's all. That's what we always see. And or I mean, sometimes there's things you know with gun control. Sometimes we never see it at all. Mm-hmm. We get talk, 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 talk doesn't happen. Oh, there's another shooting. Talk, talk, talk uh, doesn't happen. Another shooting. And we don't. What that is a problem where we choose not to react. Because of fear that our action might be bad. But inaction is worse of all than a bad action picked. Because that's saying we're choosing not to try and figure this out. We're just praying it goes away. And problems never just go away. So, um, let me uh, keep going here. Uh, Because I still have quite a bit to do. Um, They even had... They had Chiefs of Staff of the Army, Marine Corps, uh, Navy, and Air Force come to speak on this. And the Army Chiefs of Staff, uh, General Mark Miley, I think I said that right. He said, I have received precisely zero reports of issues of cohesion, discipline, morale, and all those sorts of things when it came to... Transgender people. Mm -hmm. So, as far as he's concerned, he's not gotten a single report of anyone that was transgender being detrimental to the armed forces for his branch. Now, here's a quote on that this is not a ban. The quote is As always, we treat all transgender persons with respect and dignity, which is such a fucking bullshit Ah. response. Um, they said the Department of lie. Yeah, the Department of Defense's uh, proposed policy is not a ban, and not capitalized, not a ban on service by transgender persons. It is critical that the Department of Defense be permitted to implement personnel policies that it determines are necessary to ensure the most lethal and combat-effective fighting force in the world. The Department of Defense... Proposed policy is based on professional, on professional military judgment, and will ensure that the U.S. armed forces remain the most lethal and combative, effective fighting force in the world. So that's what I brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. But as I just talked about earlier, we had two individuals say they've received not other, not only just no reports, but we've had no evidence to back up that this is an issue. Waste of time. Right. And so they say um, when it was mentioned that this was a ban, they said it's absolutely not. She did say, however, that new recruits will be rejected if they've undergone uh, undergone a gender transition, and that they cannot transition while in service, and that they must confer- conform to the uniform and fitness standards of their birth sex. Now, I'm going to say something here that maybe some people might not agree with. I hate that, personally. But what I do find interesting is, in a sense, it would give one group of people an advantage if you might call it that and that would just be women uh or men transitioning into women because hormone therapy does not change your genetics of course they're Mm -hmm. still regardless of their orientation they're still going to have that genetic build and Mm -hmm. one of the things that's brought up by my friend lloyd was there was uh i think there was a boxing fight or an mma fight with a, a male who had transitioned into a female and they, he competed against another female and outright destroyed one of the top performers in their weight class. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and he even said too. He's like, she said that she's never been hit like that ever. Like in any of her fights, she's never been just so destroyed. And so, in a way, it might give Meta a chance to get in the military. But that's still that's. Not, I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's a great thing or a problem. I just I was like thinking I was like. You're kind of giving a handicap to one group of people that is transitioning in a, in a way, but regardless, then you'd also argue that you're giving you know you're giving an unfair policy to another group because women transitioning into men, while they get more testosterone, that doesn't they may not be built enough to undergo certain performances. And I and the the one I struggle with saying this because I don't want it to come across as me saying that men and women are different, and that we can handle different things. But I also think it would be unfair for, because like I've seen Marines, and most of the time they're really fucking jacked. Most of the time. I've seen some Marines who are not so jacked, but they also do different things. Whereas, like, I mean, women... Here's... Long story short, anyone can be what they want to be. Plain and simple. You will have limitations, but the nice thing about being human is normally we find a way to go get past those limitations. I think it's completely unfair to This force is pe-
0: a man-made limitation, though, where right. there shouldn't be one.
1: There shouldn't be one. Right? And if anything, there should be different... There should be a different stat or, you know... Training course for people that maybe do transition because we have to take into account that while their genetics play a role, so do their hormones. Mm-hmm. And men with less testosterone might have different issues than women with less estrogen would have. So, and again, this is me talking about pre-transitioning, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I try to be as respectful as possible, and this is a world that's still fairly unfamiliar to me, but I try to learn it. Um,
0: I can, I can understand the. Well,
1: she did I, say that they weren't going to hunt down transgender people, but again, that's where the don't ask, don't I tell comes I guess I can
0: say by. I can half understand the section about not wanting the transition to happen while they're currently active duty just yes. by working with the military insurance. Mm-hmm. So the, that's TRICARE. And for active duty members, it's called TRICARE Prime. And you have to have an authorization and a referral for any little thing you are going to be doing. Because if you're going to be deployed soon, you might not even know, but if that's what's gonna happen, they will deny whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So it that seems do... to fall in line to where if whether you're having some sort of a transitional surgery or if you're just having your knee worked on. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be the same thing that happens there this is
1: one of the things I'm on the fence about and I'm definitely open for discussion because I'm not sure where I sit 100% but this is where I am semi behind this kind of not the ban but what they're trying to do because let's say I'm someone who who I have gender dysphoria I've been diagnosed and I wish to undergo a transition or I it's been medically recommended that I undergo a transition right for my own health both mental and physical. If that was the case, that takes time. Mm-hmm. And it's also fairly expensive, so I've heard. Which means, I think, one of the fears would be, well, what if they join the military just so they can afford this thing? And you mean then... like all those people
0: that join the military so they can afford to go to college?
1: Right. That's a VA bill, right? So, or, um, is it V? The what, what GI bill. GI bill, thank you. Cause I was like, I was like, no, it's not a VA, um, right? But everyone has reasons to go in. But I think the reasoning behind it is with the GI Bill. Normally, that helps you with your, like, your education for like. I'm not sure. I can't recall. Is that something outside when you get out of the military? Is that what the GI Bill's for? Is to help you transition back into being a civilian?
0: Yes, but there's also um, like kids that I knew that were in ROTC. Like, there were provisions that way, too, where, like, they sign up for this much time after they graduate and their schooling was paid for, or at least largely paid for.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And so, like, that's where I was thinking. I was like, well, I kind of get it because maybe it's, like, an insurance cost thing. You bring up a very valid point, though.
0: The thing is that.
1: Because everyone has a reason to go in.
0: They have insurance, but it's not like it covers everything 100%. Mm-hmm. that's not how insurance works.
1: Right, and then here's the other thing I was thinking about was okay. Let's say they enlist, but this procedure is going to take them out for quite some time because they're going to not. They're not, not. only do they have to make sure that the transition, the transition's finished, but then they have to make sure that the person's like they're mentally mm-hmm. prepared and ready enough. And again, this is me. I don't want it to come across as them not being mentally stable because anyone with gender dysphoria, it's not them being mentally stable but they may have some mental health things that they have to address, right? I they, They're not insane, is what I'm saying. They're, they're look, still people.
0: They're looking at this like it isn't something medical. So, like, I have arthritis on my knee. I would like to get my knee worked on. Okay, that's fine. Well, okay, arthritis is a diagnosis. Gender dysphoria is a diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Having some sort of a procedure done on my knee is a treatment for this diagnosis. Right. Having a transit transitioning is treatment for this diagnosis, but they're looking at them like they're two completely different things.
1: Right. So the argument I could see would be like, it's going to take them out for a significant amount of time. And it like when they enlist it's, they have to basically take 36 months of them saying that they are the gender that they were originally given and they have to be okay and healthy With that. That does not promote health. It does not promote health. You're telling people to basically repress how they feel to be able to serve. And when you have that, do you really think you're going to get any healthy people Mm -mm. from from your military? So,
0: And I I understand not wanting to have active duty people that are undergoing extensive surgeries. Like, that just makes sense from a health point. These people need to be able to recover and recuperate and not be undergoing a lot of physical stress while they're trying to recover from surgery, but that has no bearing whatsoever on what they can and can't do before and after these procedures.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, let's say, let's say the, the government just wants to make sure that you, if they have you for the full time that you want to enlist. You would just increase their enlist time. Like, you could say, okay, we want you to serve four years, and this procedure is going to take you a year and a half, so we're going to have you sign for five and a half years. You can still uh, go through boot camp, you can get everything all taken care of, and then you can still do your training, or you can serve here at home, and then after that, you'll have four years where you can be on active duty and you might be deployed, right? That's kind of like the thing that they offered me when I was going to be in the Navy, Mm -hmm. was they said I was going to serve for eight years because two of you, it was school, and they wanted me to serve for six as a uh, nuke, Mm -hmm. right? And so... Um, I mean, that's easy enough. I, I just don't understand the concept of you can't serve with that. So um, the last thing I want to get here is, so here's the survey of, there's a survey that was done by the uh, Quinn, Quinnipiac University. They did a poll basically trying to figure out several things. And one of the things that was addressed was transgender people serving in our military. So CNN decided to say through this that the poll found that seventy percent believe that transgender people should be allowed to serve the military. So this is just people or Americans, which is what was said in the poll. And they said the only listed group that disagreed with were Republicans, with fifty percent of them saying that they shouldn't be allowed. The other forty percent saying they are in favor. And I hate this because what they're saying, what they just said right there, is one Americans are okay with transgender people for the most part. 70% of them are. But Republicans, which now you just said um, Republicans aren't Americans in in the way how they're phrasing that, and they're saying Republicans are highly against that. And while Republicans might be more against it, in this poll, I found the spot where they asked the question, and it was more than just Republicans being listed on here. They had Democrats, Independents, men, and women. Mm -hmm. And Democrats, 3% of them said no, that they don't think they should serve in the military. 3%. Mm-hmm. So no, it wasn't just Republicans. And I find that nope. grossly misleading. There's trash people everywhere. Yeah. And, and you can't... The problem with doing that is you highly... St- you're make, making things more stereotypical of like how Republicans are. And when you do that, you hurt both your stance and you get people from that side to no longer listen to you. Mm-hmm. And it further s- makes this disconnect, right? Because right now, I, I think... What is it? We're we're like at a point now where we're almost so 50-50, but neither side will yield. Like in a sense, like mm-hmm. no one's coming together to try and compromise and work together. And because of that disconnect, like stuff like that, is very um, detrimental mm-hmm. to how we communicate. So I just wanted to call that out because I thought it was fucking bullshit. Um, but then yeah, transgender people can still serve. Um, if they were grandfathered in, they're still fine transgender people can get a waiver so if they wore let's say they were going to serve and um like currently with this new um what's the word I'm looking for uh rule I'm just gonna say rule because I'm not necessarily sure if it's like a law per se but legislature? this legislature thank you Is it- um but with this uh, with this coming out now there are waivers that people can do to allow transgender to still serve, but apparently no one's ever used those. So it's highly unlikely, or it might be very uncommon if that wasn't because this puts up
0: a huge barrier to if you're going to have to work that much harder than everyone else to do
1: this, why bother?
0: Right. Do something else. That's... Uh-huh.
1: <sighs> and then um, current transgender people can still wear their citizen attire as they deem fit. The Navy's already said they're not going to hold them accountable for dressing in what their birth sex was. They're like, they can Mm -hmm. do whatever they want when they're off on, like, when they're not on duty, when they're in their civilian attire. Um, And then it just lists how to fight this policy is really just to reach out to, like, your senators and U.S. US representatives and stuff and tell them, like, hey, I'm not behind this. And like, Yeah, because that helps. I know. And that's all I ever hear. You know, it's really frustrating that... The only way to try and get change is to pester your representatives, well, and, and like we like we a... tried to do that. Uh, we tried to do that about don't ask, don't tell, and that took ages. But I mean, yeah, it did happen. Net we tried neutrality. to do that, about ne- that is the next one was net neutrality. We've told them no, we don't want it, and there's been the most outcry for that.
0: And it feels like no matter how many people say, hey, this, 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 we're doing what we're supposed to. We're going through these proper channels to tell you that this is not something we want. The representatives are going, yeah, fuck it.
1: Yeah, because you'll still vote for me. And that's really unfortunate. But. Everything is on fire. It's fine. Yeah, but that's kind of what I was talking about was it's not necess- it's a ban, and it's not, by that being people are grandfathered in, uh-huh. you can still technically serve, but it still is a ban because you basically have to say, you basically have to hide who you are, which you should never have it's to It's discriminatory. Do. Yes.
0: It is straight up discriminatory.
1: 100%. Yeah. All right, so, Katie, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: (sighs) Well, now that I'm grumpy. (laughs) Right. This shit makes me so mad. It's stupid. If people want to serve in the military, let them serve in the fucking military. So I, last time, I I, I guess I have a cheerier topic. Um, Do you really? It depends on, do you think is Jerry? Okay. So I got paranormal. Right. And I looked around all week for something. I was like, hoping that I could find something really good, kind of obscure, you know. Mm-hmm. I was coming up with nothing. So finally I was like, well, you know, there's something that I want to talk about. And I can talk about this a lot because there are many, many different kinds. So this will come up again many, many times. You can bet on that
1: uh, cryptids cryptids now, that you, sounds very familiar I was going to say, do you
0: know what cryptids or are you familiar with cryptozoology
1: that's like bigfoot yes yeah so that's exciting
0: the outside cryptids are creatures presumed to exist by those that follow cryptozoology uh, the existence of these creatures has not or cannot be entirely proven or disproven by science. Uh, f- so famous cryptids, like you mentioned, would include Bigfoot. Nessie. The, Le- the, the Letty. Uh, the the, Yeti, I gotcha. The Loch Ness Monster. Right. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Because I mean, I, we will touch on those. Swamp some, Man? We will touch on those at some point. But today, we are going to talk about, drumroll, the Mongolian Death Worm.
1: I have have looked into this one. I almost did that one. Oh. Yeah.
0: Uh, You can go to the drive. Cool. The Mongolian Death Worm is alleged to exist in the Golby Desert. It first came Mm -hmm. to Western attention as the result of a 1926 book. On the Trail of Ancient Man. This was written by Roy Chapman Andrew. He was an American paleontologist. Uh, He was not really convinced that the tales of the monster that he heard from the locals, uh, from those that had seen, allegedly seen, the creature. My
1: troubleshooting skills have increased. Well, that's bizarre. You got them all. Was it just four? Yep. Beautiful. I did it. (laughs) I'm a wizard.
0: (laughs) So, anyways, uh, Roy Chapman Andrew, American paleontologist, he wasn't really convinced that it it existed, because everything that he could find was just stories from people that had not actually seen the creature, but yet everybody firmly believed that it existed. So, 1983, a specimen of a tartar sand boa was shown to locals that claimed to have seen the death worm, and they confirmed that this was the creature that they called... Hold on. This is a foreign language. We all know how great I do with those. Ooh. Olgoi Korkoi. Okay. Uh, so the worm is alleged to be between two and five feet.
1: Where's the Gobi Desert, by the way? Mm-hmm. Is it in Africa, or is it like... No.
0: So, is
1: it Middle so, East, Southern Asia, Southern Asia.
0: You know what? We have a device that can show us a fucking map. Do
1: we? Oh,
0: yeah. It covers parts of northern and northeastern China, so maybe it's more like Central Asia as opposed to. It's a big desert. Uh huh. It covers lots of Asia. Um, but yes, Asia. So it's alleged to be between two and five feet long, and have a thick body, which, right. that's a big fucking worm. Gross.
1: <laughs> Take that, Mike! Punch you with my I finger. thought you were a worm! Uh, in
0: 1922, the Mongolian Prime Minister, Dam de Bizarre, described the worm. He said, It is shaped like a sausage, about two feet long, right. has no head nor leg, and it is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Golbi Desert. Uh, it inhabits, so you're gonna have to suspend belief or disbelief a little bit here because.
1: So I will believe it.
0: Uh, well, cause it's it's talking about cryptids is weird, because they'll be like, oh yes, this is the where it lives. Well, does it live there? If right. it doesn't exist, it can't live
1: there. Mm-hmm. But I'm, so you'll have to reports of where it resides. Reports of where it resides, um, I think, is a better way to kind of explain that.
0: But I don't want to spend the next however long I'm talking with allegedly, purportedly, right, supposedly, like I.
1: Yeah. So. Right. So we'll just say it lives.
0: It yeah, and I think it's a little bit more fun to look at if you're gonna look at cryptids and like why bother to look at them at all unless you're going to perhaps have a sense of whimsy that mm. maybe this death worm could exist. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, that was just a, a brief FYI. Uh, so it inhabits the western or southern Galbi Desert. It is described as traveling underground, and it creates waves of sand on the surface that are visible so that you kind of have an idea of where it is at. It can kill at a distance by, I I didn't find anything that said what distance, uh, Mm. by spraying venom, or by electric discharge.
1: I did hear about (laughs) that one. I was like, that just seems, that doesn't seem right, because electric discharge on sand? I, um, I kind of,
0: the way that I envisioned that is that it was just like like tasing you. Yeah. Yeah, um, So bring up that second picture there. Uh, obviously, yeah, all of the pictures are going to be artist renderings. Right. Um, and this is a drawing of a nightmare worm out of the ground. Yeah. Spitting poison at this poor man's leg Crunch. while a camel yeah. avoids looking.
1: Yeah, the camel's just like, I'm gonna fuck I off over here. I don't, I I like, like it. how it has, like, some motion blur, too. Like, it's actually just trying to, like, hoof it.
0: Yeah, he's like, I need to go. <laughs> uh, it... Lives underground and hibernates for most of the year, mm-hmm. except June and July, which is when it is active. Uh, it so just
1: don't go there during those months. Uh, but those people live there. No, just don't be there. Just
0: don't live there during June yeah, and July. Just don't exist. Like just go, go, don't go, exist. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, just open up like a like a like a temporal like loop or, or you know mm-hmm. just jump.
0: It most often comes to the surface when it rains and when the ground is wet. It is believed that touching any part of the worm will cause almost instant death and tremendous pain.
1: Which that means that it would have to have some sort of a viscous fluid on it that is poisonous. Probably. Like like the po- like a poison frog, except for it immediately gets near your skin and your blood. Get, like, well, saying,
0: like with like a a poison frog that y- is usually. Um, so deadly because it is ingested through like thin, or because you get the poison through thin mucus membranes. Because it's designed to be like, oh, you've licked me, you've tried to eat me, haha, I kill you. Huh. Not like, oh, you poked me, now you die.
1: <laughs> my name is <laughs> my name is Nigo Montoria. <laughs> I just, it
0: was like to climb up your nose or something, like mucus membranes, not just like ah fingers. I've been there. I, you've been to fingers. Sp-
1: yes. To this finger and that finger. I've been to this finger. <laughs> I killed a man with this finger. I'm just uh, moving on. Cool. Uh,
0: the worm frequently prays on, or prayed, prayed on. Those are two separate words. Prays on. I call upon the Lord. N- uh, so not just humans, but also camels. That's why the camel's leaving. It's like, He's all, like fuck, I'm not next. T- I don't
1: want to be there. Jerry's this. in a bad mood uh, today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so they, you know, I said Jerry, I just realized I didn't like my brain subconsciously was r- reminded mm-hmm. of, uh, Rick and Morty Jerry's the Jerry's head. like when Jerry's the worm. Yes. <laughs> the, the <Jerry's>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Uh, right. So they attack their prey, humans or camels, and they lay eggs in their intestines.
1: Why and there? I don't know. Is it warm there? I thought the desert was warmer. I've
0: never been in anyone's intestines, I cannot mm-hmm. confirm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that the desert is warm. True. And eventually, whatever it is that they choose to lay their eggs inside of will take on the same red color. So you can, you can just get out of that picture. Don't need it anymore. Um, and all, all, basically any other rendering of the Mongolian death worm that you see... That's in color.
1: It will be red. This thing looks like someone compressed a really long turd, like a like an accordion.
0: Uh, this is something that somebody physically made. Mm-hmm. They, so yeah, they just they crafted up a death worm there. Um, let's see. Do do do. Oh, it's shorter. it's venom can corrode metal, mm. and. I, so in one place it said that its venom was yellow, but then another thing said that it has a predilection for the color yellow. So I don't
1: know what exactly that's supposed to mean. It's like CJ. I am black. I like black things. I I must make it yellow so I can like it. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Mm. Uh, It also likes parasitic plants, such as the Goyo, which is a local parasitic plant. Uh, the worm, so, and then here's where it gets into some things where some of this is going to contradict itself. Uh, the worm has no noticeable eyes, nose, or mouth, which, how is it eating things if it has no mouth?
1: Right. Maybe it meant, like, like human mouth.
0: Oh, it just said mouth. I know it did. Like, I assume an
1: orifice. It doesn't have a mouth. Then what does it have? It just kills you by touch.
0: Uh, some people believe that when it attacks, it raises half of its body from the sand and it will inflate it until it explodes, thereby spraying venom on its victim. Which that seems like a terrible way to attack something because now half of you is exploded.
1: Instead of one punch, it's <laughs> one, one ex- blow. What, I, oh, oh. Yeah, one I blow, man. <laughs> one blow, man. Good. Okay.
0: Experts claim that the desert is too hot for actual worms to survive, so if it were to exist, it would most likely be a type of snake or a legless burrowing lizard. The skin is actually an exoskeleton that it molts when it is injured. Uh, most say that it has no mouth, but then others argue that it does have a mouth and that it can open ridiculously wide to be able to bear down on its prey with rows and rows and rows of sharp inward-facing teeth. So it's Which, like a like-like. That's what some of these pictures here yeah, illustrate. Is just
1: this fucking
0: monster this worm with of... rows of needles. That thing looks fangs. massive. That thing
1: looks more than five feet.
0: Yeah, so a lot of the pictures, when you look online, they show something that's larger than, like, a jeep. Yeah. And I'm like, that two to three feet. That thing's the size of a
1: camel. Two to three
0: feet. <laughs> uh, when it is above the ground, and I thought this was really funny, it uh-huh. moves around by either squirming sideways or rolling. So while I assume... They're thinking rolling like it rolls into a ball and then rolls. I'm just imagining it like like log uh, rolling
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I was
0: thinking too. (laughs) Just log rolling down the desert. I'm going to get you. Russian scientists allegedly discovered a dead specimen in 1972, but that specimen has disappeared. How convenient. And is rumored to be hidden in the basement of a Russian museum. And they say that you can tell which end of the worm is the front because the tail is not tapered at the end. Mm. Um, And that's where it's like, okay, so that means that you have, there's like no distinguishing features on either side, so it has no eyes, nose, mouth.
1: Don't forget the ears.
0: I don't think these kinds of things usually have ears.
1: Eyes, ears, mouth, and (laughs) nose.
0: But um, I mean, it's not that weird for it not to have eyes. Okay, fine. I would expect it to have some sort of a mouth-type thing. Right, because they are people. Yeah, they're saying that each side is nearly indistinguishable except for the side that one is tapered. So who knows? Does it have a mouth? Does it not have a mouth? Does it have teeth? Does it not have teeth? Meh. Tough to say. In 1990 and 1992, Ivan Mackerly led small groups into the Gulby Desert to search for the worm. He was inspired by Frank Herbert's novel Dune. Okay. Which, that's about giant sandworms. Right. Uh, conduct, conducted constructed a motor-driven thumper, and he used small explosions to attempt to bring the worm to the surface, which is similar to the novel. So in the, the book Dune. Uh, okay. They made it into a movie, didn't they? I thought so. I th- I'm pretty sure they did. Or um, they well, like, were just thinking tremors. I'm, I'm pretty sure they made a Dune movie, but Dune is a book that I know for sure. Um, they used like rhythmic thumping to, or rith- rith- rhythmic dancing, I don't know. They used uh, rhythmic thumping to bring the worms up to the surface. Ugh. And so that's what they were trying to do. They're like, oh, well, we'll b- bring it out. We'll thump it out. I I, mm, we'll thump got, one out. That sentence got away from me real fast. In 2005, zoological journalist Richmond, Richmond, Richard... Freeman of the Center for Forthian Zoology mounted an expedition to hunt for the worm, but he came up empty handed. He right. concluded that the worm's powers were apocryphal, and it was most likely sightings of an unknown species of Amphisbena, which means worm lizard. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it. At the TV series Destination Truth conducted an expedition from 2006 to 2007. What network are they on? I don't remember. Okay. Um, they also came back empty-handed.
1: I was wondering if it was either Travel Channel or National Geographic, because I remember watching, like, uh, when I was looking at this I think it might be clip.
0: Travel Channel. Okay.
1: It was Travel Channel. In
0: 2009, uh, New Zealand TV reporter David Ferrier took part in an expedition that also came up empty-handed. And he did a lot of, like, interviews of locals and everything. And he he noted that a lot of, like, the, the peak in sightings or whatever of the the worm were in like the 1950s okay so that's just an interesting tidbit huh and the the tv series beast hunter also featured an episode on the mongolian death worm hmm. so that is that's all i have for this interesting cryptid
1: huh it's it was funny because i was i think part of the reason i was looking at this and hopefully this is not too foreboding but i cause I, I couldn't remember if it was for an episode that we were going to do here I was trying to think of like something like fun because I was trying to look up uh, for paranormal. I have like this mythical Bible, where yeah. it has a whole bunch of fun creatures in it. I think I showed you that because that's why I showed the you like, the Inari and the Kitsune and, um, but I think I looked it up for that as well as for possibly for Starfinder at some point. Ugh. So I don't want to see because, a Mongolian I mean, death the worm. The Mongolian death worm is actually fairly prevalent in a lot of a lot of games.
0: It is. It's like, Final very... Fantasy X,
1: there is a giant worm that you fight, and it will swallow you whole. But it's well, also, like, the size of, like, three jeeps stacked on top of each ne- other. I don't
0: that's necessarily specifically, like, based off the Mongolian Death Worm. But I know that there's... It's come up in pop culture a lot. Like, I think it was 2010, Sci-Fi did a movie that I believe was just titled Mongolian Death Worm. Or The Mongolian Death Worm, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, it does come up in other pop culture things, uh-huh. but for some reason,
1: giant worms are a, a thing that show up a lot. I only bring it up. The only reason I brought up that one in Final Fantasy X is like that giant worm only shows up in a desert. And mm-hmm. a lot of the Final Fantasy games that I played when I did have a worm, it was a giant worm in the desert, mm-hmm. almost was it exclusively. Red? Um, I think in Final Fantasy IV. That one actually had a red worm. Because I feel like if it's a giant
0: red worm, that's probably safe to say that it's the one of Phantasia Ten.
1: Was I think it was like a red brown. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like a little bit like a like. It wasn't nearly so colorful. Yeah. Um.
0: And most of the be fucking terrifying. Hmm. Say that again.
1: If I were to imagine to see this in the real world. Oh.
0: I would imagine that if you were to see this in the wild, a giant red worm, this, I mean, giant, yes, like, two to five feet, that is a big fucking worm. That'd be fucking terrifying.
1: That'd be really terrifying.
0: I mean, seeing, like, a five-foot dog is a lot.
1: (laughs) Right. A five-foot worm it's like a massive. And I leech. assume
0: that's in in length, and if it's wide enough to be proportional to its length,
1: big it. Or, it's um, at least thick two, enough, like a foot and a half to two feet wide. That's a
0: huge fucking worm.
1: Yeah, that's gross. Yeah.
0: And then if it does have a mouth, and it opens its mouth, and it's razor mouth, that's yeah
1: yeah. So what have we learned? Worms. And to make sure that you take care of your pets, and that you get them dewormed as often as possible. Because God knows, you might get a Mongolian Death Worm from, like, Fido. (laughs) Could you imagine Um, that? (laughs)
0: There's, I'm going to tell you about a scary worm sometime. I just have to roll the appropriate roll for that.
1: Okay, what are we talking here?
0: A scary worm.
1: Mm.
0: I'm not going to tell you what it's called. Oh, okay. And that reason is twofold. One, I don't want to give it away. Two, I don't remember.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give it away because then I'll remember what it was.
0: But I have it written down. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the Mongolian terror. Cuckoo. Scary worm.
1: It is very gross. I um, love the I love the really weird rendered worm over there.
0: Yeah, the I I think I saw a picture of that particular craft project. In like different steps, and it was it was cool to see how they built it, because they did make like an exoskeleton type or a skeletal frame to create it. It mm. was it was neat to see it come together. Yeah. But I mean it looks weird because they were building a weird thing. So Fair. We have come up with no titles for this.
1: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we will figure that out. Yes. Well, shall we roll for next episode? Let us do it! Show me what
0: you got! So today I have a set of Chessex. These are just basic black dice with white ink.
1: Oh <laughs> Normally you have so many colors. That is um, you Yeah, I'll let you re-roll that. It
0: oh <laughs> Am I seeing this for real?
1: <laughs> you can re-roll that one. No like, You've already had that's true crime. Is that true crime? That's true crime. Are you sure? I'm positive. Because right, I thought that was paranormal. No.
0: Paranormal is three. I rolled a two. That's
1: I don't have my number. Okay. I got... Oh my god. I
0: fucking manifested
1: this shit. I knew it. And now there's a murder happening. Soon. I'm but yeah. So no, I, I thought that was like... The. I thought that was paranormal again. I was gonna be like, you can re roll that. You've already had two in a row. Let's get you something new.
0: So, the, the first one, it landed in the like spine of my notebook and it was. Totally
1: the ass cocked. crack end of the book? E-
0: yes, the ass end of
1: the book. The, the ass crack of the book. Didn't I say that at my computer? That was like in the ass end of something?
0: Well, no, it was at John's brunch when Hayden was trying to give away the ass end of his muffin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. Yeah, the the end of the muffin is the not-cause the top part. is the best part. It's the best part. So when someone just eats the top part and hands the like, bottom, they clearly hate you. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, that's my dice landed there. And so we both decided that it was cocked and re-rolled it and I got true crime. And I am so fucking excited. I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll need wine next week.
1: No, well, actually, I have a whole bottle downstairs. I, I never uncorked that. I, neither did I. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll my dice. <laughs> the There's dice. no need to explain it every time, because <laughs> it's the exact same one. I am a winner. <laughs> Guess what I gonna do? Whatever the fuck I want. I'm gonna talk about compressed air. I'm gonna talk about uh, uh, dice. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about everything. I, I'm literally just listing off stuff I can see in my room. <laughs> you know what
0: I really loved as a child on Mister Rogers when they would show you the videos of how things were made.
1: Yes. The one where they do crayons was super cool. Crayons. Dude, I wonder who uses crayons anymore. Like, all school children. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm fairly certain I have a pack of crayons downstairs as well.
1: Mm -hmm. I used to have so many of them, I was just like, trying to figure out how the fuck to get rid of them, because I'm like, I don't use crayons! Or I have like, three boxes of the 128 packs. The worst... And there's always like, the one I wanted was missing out of each one of them. The worst
0: was when... Because they were cheaper, you'd end up with like the rose art right. ones, and those are shitty, shitty, shitty crayons. Ugh. You can't even call those crayons. Those are they're wax really sticks. hard, aren't they? They're terrible. You're like trying to. Color. They like deposit no color. Mm. I mean, you gotta spend the extra fifty cents for the Crayola if you want them to actually. Those function are like as the crayons. The cra-
1: that's the equivalent of like the zebra stripe gum. That's what they are. They're just like depressing. You think they're gonna be great? And then, well, uh, I, mean, I guess okay, well, maybe that's like a zebra, washable marker.
0: Zebra stripe gum is great for 15 seconds.
1: You're giving it way too much time. That thing is over and done with in two. I
0: can't <laughs> put these topics into the calendar right now. Okay. Well, I'm super excited that I finally <sighs> got true crime.
1: Me too. I'm excited to uh, drink some more wine. Yep,
0: it's going to be great. Well, come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye. Bye. If you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wtfpod, email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wtfayta podcast. That's WTF our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfit. Yes. There are many plans.
1: Are these the ones that you put in your pots. <laughs> in your uh, in your oddish, <laughs> not your. Those that, are different plants. that your fun onion. <laughs> it's such God, a fun onion. It's an oddish. Like literally the face reminds me of because we have an emoji where it's like it's called fun onion and it's like ooh, and like, it's a really <laughs> weird face and so I was like oh it's a fun onion and you're like that's oddish <laughs> just
0: like I'm I love s- oddish okay I'm sorry. <laughs> Which I mean I know that like the foliage isn't quite what Otters' just looks like. However, plants that look it, like that are too large to go in a pot that size.
1: Lame. We should genetically modify <laughs> our plants.